To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Barry Soper, Senior Political Correspondent with us. Hey, Barry. Hello, Heather. Can Michael Wood come back from this? Oh, goodness gracious me. I mean, my feeling is no, he can't, but I've talked around the traps in the beehive today and uh, it would seem that at the moment, at least, Chris Hipkins is not of a mind uh, to have him removed. How can they be set? He got told 12 times. Well, I'm going to go into that now, that uh, for fear of repeating you, Heather, <laughs> this, Repeat is what, away. this is what we were confronted with in Parliament this afternoon when the Prime Minister was asked by uh, Nationals Nicola Willis about how many times Michael Wood was told to get um, rid of his shares by the Cabinet Office. It's tedious, but have a listen. I have been advised that on the 19th of November 2020, 9th and 14th of December 2020, 24th of March 2021, 30 June 2021, 17 December 2021, 1st of March 2022, 28th of March 2022, 4th of May 2022, 16th of January 2023, 6th of March 2023 and 27th of March 2023, the Cabinet Office sought to confirm whether he had divested the shareholding. Throughout the process, uh, Michael Wood confirmed that he was about to or was in the process of divesting the shareholdings. Now that's two and a half years that he said he was about to get rid of the shares. So he's been patently dishonest uh, to the Cabinet on, uh, Office because you don't say that 12 times and when you were warned as recently as twice this year to get rid of them as Transport Minister... I mean, you've got to have a thick skin to survive this or even um, be willing to survive this. Um, uh, Surely on the strength of that, he's lost all credibility. Hipkins um, is pointing the finger, though, at the Cabinet Office for not keeping him informed. Why they didn't uh, signal that, I'm somewhat frustrated uh, that when I was doing the reshuffle, which the Cabinet Office were consulted on, they had not highlighted that as an issue for me. I don't believe that that there is a need to have an investigation on that matter because the facts are clear and they are not contested. Well, they most certainly are clear, but, um, you know, this is one of the biggest messes that I've seen. And for a minister to survive this... Maybe they're running out of people uh, to replace them with. And this, remember, is the biggest majority governments had in my time in Parliament. I mean, through the 80s, the 90s, uh, the 2000s and the 2020s, there's never been such a big majority. Now, one could assume from that that you'd have plenty of people to pick from to stick into your cabinet, but have a look at who's in the cabinet at the moment. Um... Minister Wood's uh, decision mid last year to decline the uh, application, don't forget, on uh, an an airport in the North Shore, uh, they put out a statement today, uh, Heather, and uh, they're very disappointed. He was financed, uh, sorry, Transport Minister when he turned down this airport, which would have been in competition to the Auckland airport, which he held shares in. They said uh, his decision to decline, this is their statement, to decline our application for the airport authority status was disappointing to us, particularly when we learn from the Official Information Act uh, that the internal recommendation from the Ministry of Transport was to approve it. Now, if the ministry says approve it, the minister made this decision on his own. What does that say about the minister who owns uh, shares in the competition? I don't think for the life of me in 
realistically that he had $13,000 worth of shares and he probably thought, hang on, I don't want any competition to Auckland Airport. I mean, that's probably stretching a point, but nevertheless, he should have been aware. You do not want people asking that question or even kind of people going into... You don't want people... You don't want anybody to even suspect that. That's why you declare conflicts of interest. It would never be in this position if it's simply done the bloody paperwork. Yeah, well, the thing is that Wood told reporters this afternoon, I was having a listen to him talking to reporters in Parliament... Uh, he said he won't be offering his resignation to the Prime Minister. So there you go. Barry, here's a question for you, right? Not what is the right thing to do, but what is the right thing to do to give yourself the best chances at the election? What what should Chippy do? Not not the right thing, the politically right thing. I think the politically... Sack him or keep him? Sack him. I think, look, he can't be tainted to this extent by yet another recalcitrant minister. Yeah. The, the place it's looks as shambolic. This dirty. is just worse. Okay, Sitaveni Rambuka's in Wellington, is he? Yeah, and I found it uh, I found it quite interesting because it was under the first coup and with old Sitaveni in um, 80, 1987 that uh, I was locked up as a journalist there. <laughs> so I would have liked to have seen him again. I've seen him several times since then, though. But here he is being given a military guard of honour, walking home uh, with uh, over $11 million for climate change initi- initiatives. Uh, he uh, met with the Prime Minister, of course. And um, I thought, I wonder what's become of um, the guy that launched his own coup in 2000, and that's George Spate. Some of your older listeners might remember him. I interviewed him in his office when he was holding uh, the parliament at gunpoint in an adjoining room. Um, well, he was he was convicted of treason, and only in, this is in twenty. He's been there twenty over twenty years in prison, a uh, little island off uh, Suva. Yes. And um, he applied recently for um, a pardon. Uh, the president's now considering that. And um, they say it may take a month before uh, the consideration is complete. But isn't it incredible? When you look at a man that held the country at gunpoint, Sidovini Ramboka, uh, he did go on to win an election. Then you had old Frank Barney Marama, who also held the country at gunpoint. Uh, both of them get away scot-free and this poor bugger is still in prison. Barry, thank you. Barry Soper, senior political correspondent. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.